Welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and two improvisers uh, really battle for the hearts and minds of the people who uh, love or hate the movies of the 1980s uh, and feel like looking back at them with 2019 eyes might be a good idea. And in some cases, I feel like it might not. Uh, But this is... Transformers the movie from 1986. Hold on tight. The most incredible rock and roll adventure ever is here. Feed him to the shark guns. Starring Judd Nelson as Hot Rod. Leonard Nimoy as Galvatron. And Orson Welles. Beyond good, beyond evil, beyond your wildest imagination. Transformers, the movie. August. How many times do you think they say the word transformers during the course of the trailer? I just like that they make a selling point out of Orson Welles because uh-huh. their target audience was like, Orson Welles, sign me up. Orson I'm Welles. eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but they also like do a really weird thing where they're like, with the voice of Judd Nelson, and then they just show his character punch someone. <laughs> Yeah. With the punch on, with the, the fist of Judd Nelson. It's so <laughs> a rock and roll weird. adventure. I mean, that's the first time I've heard that. I do think that the the sound it in is the a rock and roll adventure is, is the best part huge, of this whole thing. The movie. Yeah. Uh, Vince DiCola, who did the synthesizer music and for Rocky Four, I love. He's a classical pianist now, and he put out an album. Of like classical piano mixes of this soundtrack, really? Oh it's wonderful. Ooh, <laughs> I recommend I it. I would exciting. be into experiencing I'm into that. that. That's yeah. a deep cut recommendation. That right is. There. That is a good one. Um, Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. So that's Nathan Blackwell. He's a filmmaker. Uh, as you know, if you're here, is that Chrissy Lens so. over there? It is. I'm still here. It's a very long table. It is. Uh, I'm the. Will you pass uh, the salt? I'll just have to get up and walk it over to you like Michael Keaton in Bat. Thank you. Thank you for the Batman reference. <laughs> I'll take my horse. Uh, and with us today is Mr. Bill Binder. Hello. An improviser uh, and one of the founding members of Torch Theater mm-hmm. and so many other things. International improviser. Sure. Binder. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, and this movie was your suggestion. Yes, because I love this movie. Okay. When DVD came out, I said, I will get a DVD player for five movies, and this was one of them. <laughs> now I feel like we can't be friends. Um, <laughs> I respect. I'm not saying everyone must <laughs> no, enjoy it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, okay, so tell us about, like, obviously you love this movie. Sure. So tell us a little bit about your like history and experience with this movie and like were you a Transformers kid like tell us about it well I was way more a He-Man kid in those days for sure the thing is though because you always had that one kid in school who couldn't do anything because their parents thought everything was from Satan oh sure (laughs) right you know that kid Uh right but that aside like growing up all of us were super like sheltered Right, okay. we couldn't, you know, you know, it was you can only see the safest stuff. We could only see the Disney movies and stuff, and yeah, I wasn't allowed to use, to, to play with GI Joes. Right, they, they had guns and they were violent. Guns, right, and because this Saturday, well, it was a weekday cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. was 
fine and acceptable. Our parents were all like, oh, yeah, you can go see this movie. That's a, a, a name we know. And then... And, and they were betrayed. It was... We'd never seen anything like that. Come on, kids. Let's watch right? some trauma. It was... It was... You know, and... and it was Game of Thrones for children. It, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. to this rock and roll soundtrack oh orgasm. Mm-hmm. And it just... Um, it, 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 I'd never seen anything like that movie before. And it really just was sort of like mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just dealing with like loss and grief and how they dealt a, with it. Yeah. In a major way. Like it, yeah. it, it slams it down your throat. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> if you know what you're looking at, I suppose <laughs> it does. Like I, I w- we'll get to me. But so sure. uh, you went to see this movie and you were like impacted buy it Mm -hmm. but you just kept wanting to go back and see it again and again and again sure well for one thing free passes over the summer where i grew up so like they just you could go to see any movie where i grew up was called winchester mall and they would come to our school at the end of the summer and give us like tickets for all the kids movies all summer that's awesome yeah it was great so i saw follow that bird a bunch that summer i think and yeah I love all that yeah. bird. Very different film. <laughs> so I've also got like a deep traumatic experience with this film as well. Okay. And so to play it because you're coming at it. I've never seen this. You've never. Yeah. I've never so, seen a so transformer. You've seen, you've seen like, have you seen He-Man or anything like that? Like yes. the, the cartoons. Okay. So like the eighties cartoons. So they, they were made by, I believe the same company, right? Like, G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. maybe he G.I. Joe and Dick were Dick and Filmation was He-Man. Right. Yeah. But the, they were very, very similar. Mm-hmm. They all came about from like the whole Reagan era that commercials can be up to a half hour now. And so they were all kind of engineered to sell the toys. Mm-hmm. But they were all very structurally similar mm-hmm. to where you had, yes. you know, the main people and a rotating cast of new toy characters come in. And there'd always be a problem, and they'd always, like, the classic move in all of them would be that they would grapple, and then one would, like, full body throw the other one. That was the extent of violence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, to to, to fully experience, like, the seismic shake of this film is to go from that experience, where literally violence has no consequences. Right. You know? And then... To go, it's f- like Power Ranger level violence. I'm yeah, like, exactly. And then to go into hurt. the movie with full on Game of Thrones massacres and violence, it was just there was no comparison mm. at that time, you know. Um, and it all came from there's a there's a great video probably on YouTube. I caught it on Amazon where it's called Transformers the Movie When Greed is Good. Yes. Okay. Um, And so the whole idea is that Hasbro wanted to get rid of their pre-existing Transformers action figures and replace them with new ones. Right. And so they they issued the insane mandate to the writers say, kill off all the old characters, replace them with new mm-hmm. characters. So they and as or a, turn those same characters into different versions. Sure, a couple. Yeah. And so they, they basically... Give it gave, a different hat. They gave yeah. the writers a full... Uh, they give them the mandate to kill all these characters, but they gave them the full... They unleashed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they gave... they By having to do that, they created an extremely... Uh, adult story for selling toy k- kids and toys. I mean, right. so okay, so like, just, like the characters that get so. I'm just gonna like you're just gonna hear the sound of me sighing deeply throughout this <laughs> entire podcast. <laughs> All the dudes that you see die. Uh huh. They they've been around for the whole. So the we're whole invested season. in those characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just. Yeah. I mean, who dies weren't. besides Optimus Prime? There's like. There's like. 15 guys who die. At that beginning of the spaceship when he comes on and just kills yeah. everyone yeah. on that so, ship so and when, blows when their Megatron, heads off. like, yeah. hijacks the, the shuttle that's going to Earth. Okay. And then there's, like, five guys there. I, I should let you know, I could not figure out what was happening in this movie. Right. That's like, fair. I have no idea what was happening. <laughs> that's all all right. the robots look the same to me. So, so when Megatron basically hijacks the shuttle and then five guys instantly die, those guys were, like, five guys who had been through four seasons 
of Transformers, the TV show. Oh. And then their and head so, explodes. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, like, there's, like, flames and smoke coming out of his mouth and mm. just... Yeah, it, it, and then the kids are holding the, their favorite toy yeah. in the theater, and then that guy explodes, and you see the head fly okay. off. And- okay, so I can relate to that, because when we went to see, uh, uh, what came before Endgame? What was it called? Avengers? Infinity War. Infinity War. We went to see Infinity yes. War. That is literally what happened to Rocket. He was sitting there right. with his Ex- Black Panther. Yeah. But and start the hand. movie with that scene. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then everything else is just... You're just in this weird, shaken state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and, like, it seemed to me like the only robot who I could tell was dead so, yeah. was Optimus Prime because he turned gray. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was like a huge... That was also like the most... So the most traumatic... Like most of these characters were side characters. And then like this, the... Like, there's like, like the, the shark bots and the... No, those are brand new. They're brand new, but yeah. Coasters yeah. And the... All the weird colored ones are brand new. Yeah. Um, it, it's all like these classic, like, old-looking cars. Jeeps and mm-hmm. trucks and... Yeah, yeah, and like ambulances and things like that. All the guys who died, like, in the first 20 minutes, they were, like, the third tier of heroes. Okay. You know, and so the, then the second tier... Things that would make sense to transform into a robot. Exactly. Like, yeah. because it... The, so, like, Optimus Prime, his chest is, like, the front of the truck he becomes. Yes. Right. Right? So that makes sense to yeah. me. Yeah. And, and then, so then the, you've got the second tier, which kind of got out unscathed. You've got, like, Jazz and Bumblebee and some of the characters. The mm-hmm. There's a couple characters I've who, heard kind of of like, mm-hmm. who kind of came out a, a little unscathed. They just didn't have much to do with the movie. Right. And then you had, like, the top tier, and that's Megatron Optimus Prime, and they had to kill off... That's the He-Man and Skeletor of this. Yeah. Right. And so the problem between the second, third tier characters is that, you know, the second tier, you can't really kill, or or you can't kill all of them because some of them are kind of important or or, or small icons or whatever, like Bumblebee. Yeah. But then Optimus Prime, they didn't. Hasbro didn't realize how significant Optimus Prime was. They didn't it's realize like that. killing He Man and Skeletor in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's it, like it's, killing Ned Stark at the end of season yeah, one. It's, You're it's, like, wait a minute! Yeah. I thought that was our you lawful good You can do that at the yeah. end, but you do that at the beginning just <laughs> it, to replace your with and the, with the new hero. There was like this huge spike in like child psychologists because those kids didn't know how to deal with. They'd never. <laughs> they'd never dealt with loss before. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like mm-hmm. they could have still killed ninety percent of all those Transformers, and if they had kept Optimus Prime, then I think the, the letter writing campaigns would have been reduced by seventy five percent. Super quick aside, if I may, because the GI Joe movie was in production at that time, and they were going to kill. <laughs> Duke, right, right, <laughs> and, and they're like, "Oh no, we can't do that." So, if you watch that movie, like those Transformers yeah, assholes so ruined it for it us. It looks like he dies, and then he's not in the movie for the rest. And then at the very end of the film, like, "We won!" And there's like a random voiceover, like, "And Duke's okay." <laughs> <laughs> he made it back to his home planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, Optimus Prime is fine. Like, he's alive now. Well, so many years later, they right. rebooted. Yeah, but yeah, he was in, gone. In the cartoon, after that. they yeah. had to do damage control mm-hmm. and bring him back. Mm-hmm. And then the whole Bayiverse, mm-hmm. which I, I, neither of us are a fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it's it's not that it's. I don't know. I yeah. It, it's I'm. Let's it, just leave it at that. It okay. takes neither the visuals nor the spirits from the original. My, my problem with... Yeah. My problem... It's, it's not that I'm a purist, but my problem is that... But the, you are, though, so why... <laughs> well, no. Like, if, if things were... So I really enjoyed, actually, the Bumblebee movie. I heard that was good. Mm-hmm. If anything, it kind of felt like... We, we actually like Transformers. Let's make a story where the where the Transformers are characters. Mm-hmm. That's the thing right. that that always bugged me with the Michael Bay ones is that mm-hmm. you never really got the feeling like they were characters, you know. But also, and like I think the new Shira show is great, and I'm yeah, not it its is. target audience at all, and I shouldn't be, <laughs> right? And so it's like I'm not being curious about that. I'm like, yes, let young children now have something uplifting and body positive and proactive for them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that doesn't have to spend time worrying about what I want, but it's still true to the spirit of what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, what I really enjoyed as a kid, the Transformers, was the adventure aspect. Mm-hmm. And, and okay. also, like, the, the... So, to me, like, Transformers is, like, 
um, He-Man to where I'm sure there's a great moral to it. It's not at top of mind. You know, what I liked about He-Man was like the pseudo-fantasy Conan aspect of adventure. Right. And what I liked with Transformers was kind of a sci-fi robot-y aspect of adventure. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that I liked in this movie, even, you know, even then when I was being traumatized, is a feeling of sci-fi war. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Okay, so... Yeah, I get that you guys, and believe me, like, I learned my lesson because I think I, and I, I will, everyone will get their voice heard, but I posted something on Facebook that said, I hate this. This is like a 90 minute headache. Why, why did I agree to this? Because I was excited about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know any, I don't know from Transformers. I've never played with them. Mm-hmm. I never watched the cartoon as a kid, even though I did watch He-Man and like, I, you know, I'm, I'm. In, nin, into Ninja Turtles, like I pretty much mm-hmm. like am well versed in all that stuff, but I never was interested in or drawn to Transformers in any way. I've never seen any of the Michael Bay movies, and it's like mm-hmm. with the Michael Bay movies, I can't tell what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's like right. looking at a Magic Eye video. Yeah, I'm like I don't I don't know what Just, that is. Th- yeah, it, it's I like that it's from the aspect of the human perspective, and so everything is big and intimidating, but it's such a jumble of design. It's, it's, that yeah. it's difficult it's to but the design chaos. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's chaos. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. It's and I chaos. think that's intentional, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Because you mm-hmm. should be able to, like, I enjoy the idea of a transformer, of the idea that something that's ordinary and everyday can become something extraordinary and be, like, living right under your nose right. and you didn't even know there was this whole other world of, like, robots in disguise. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. But you should be able to see... That this piece of the truck is actually this piece of his chest, and his forehead is made of that. Agreed. You know, yeah. and, and then that's also one of the reasons I feel like all the robots that they've made to replace the original line in this movie just don't. They're too. They, they, there's not that sticking point of reality. Right. They. They. It's like you had like. Uh, Optimus Prime, who is a truck that turns into a robot, and that makes sense too in terms of like the the law of matter not being created or destroyed. Like right. he's made out of that much metal, right? The the Michael Bay oh. movies is like they, there's just robots that can turn into whatever they want, and yeah. there's no rules. But oh. with like the yeah, new yeah. robots yeah. in Transformers, the Are movie you, they they're like you're talking sci-fi. about the new yeah. ni- the new ones of the ni- no, I'm six, yeah. I'm, no, I'm talking about 1980s. Yeah, the new yeah. ones of 1986. So like they're all these like. Brightly colored pastel, futuristic sci-fi vehicles that just don't have a connection. It's neat for a minute, but yeah. But so you're talking about the Judd Nelson one. Yes. He yes. Was new. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's new. All the characters who you followed, those are new. Or almost all. So the yeah. girl yeah, Transformer was new. Brand new. Brand new. I don't want to talk about her for a second. Can we talk about her now? Or should we talk about her later? Well, we. we you said so, you wanted to say so yeah. something. So almost Did all, all yeah, the yeah. new yeah. characters that yeah. we're following in Transformers the movie, mm-hmm. they're brand new for everyone. Mm-hmm. And especially for me because I figured mm-hmm. they would yes. have been there the yeah. whole time. No, we I, and they and they kind of. I don't remember if they really did anything with them. It's like I feel like it. They, I don't even remember there being toys of a lot of these characters. There were, but there was less interest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about... RC. RC. Oh, that, that's her name? Yep. I, did, I couldn't connect yeah. anybody's <laughs> name to anybody's <laughs> robot. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. This, I've, I've literally seen this movie probably 50 to 80 times as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, there's some, still some people I don't know their names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My appreciation for RC has grown and grown because you were talking earlier how to replace toys. They didn't make a toy of her. Of course mm-hmm. not. Why would right. they? Gross. Right. Sure. There was no the girl from Mask. Right. They didn't make. They right. didn't do that. So why was she in the movie? The thing is, the Autobots and Decepticons dealt with loss differently, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. the good guys used that to unify them, mm-hmm. and the bad guys used that to separate them. And, and like to throw a bunch of people out of, out of one of the right. other ones. That's so brutal. It was it was socialism versus capitalism, but like RC is the character with the empathy, mm-hmm. right? And she was always with Daniel, the boy, right? Right, and and with us as an audience because we were as traumatized as him, and she was like, "It's gonna be okay." 
right? And and that was like I really appreciate her role in the film mm-hmm. of being the empathy that we needed. And do you think that's why she was a girl robot, the only girl robot? Because they're like, no boy robot would be able to maybe have the empathy. Yeah. Like that would be gross. No, I think Bumblebee was always kind of the empathetic. True character mm-hmm. from the the original TV series. He mm-hmm. was kind of because he was smaller, and he was the one who had the connection with the boy who was mm-hmm. now a man. <laughs> yeah, this one. with his own son. Why is there a little boy? There's oh, I I think there's always got to be a character in these that the core audience is in theory supposed to ident- put themselves in mm-hmm. those shoes. That's from the toy company's point of view. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I don't. I don't understand anything. Like, so you guys are talking about, um, here's why I couldn't identify any of the characters either. Because, like, okay, oh, Judd Nelson as this, Orson Welles as that. But they altered everybody's voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the point where it was almost unrecognizable, except obviously, like, Leonard Nimoy and Robert Stack have voices that are so, that f- mm-hmm. are able to fight through the digitization or whatever it is that they're doing to their voices. But, sure. like, why pay Judd Nelson money? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then what, him? are you going to cast Judd Nelson in, like, the the continuation of the animated series? Right. Like, yeah. Well, and it's like you said, they're like, and Orson Welles. What stars <laughs> appear in my eyes? Were you guys like, oh, Judd Nelson. Oh, <laughs> Judd, Judd Nelson. No. no. I was excited about Leonard Nelson? Nimoy. Yeah, same. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see being. Oh, and the Micro Machine guy. Yeah. Yes. Now, the Micro Machine guy, I do care about. And Micro Machines, I did. But yeah, so so basically, everyone, pretty much everyone who gets killed off, or all the people who who die in that early battle, Uh they're the only characters we knew about. And so everyone else on this on this Autobot city, everyone who's like brightly pastel colored and made of like sci-fi material and stuff like that they're brand new and as far as we knew they only existed for this movie and that's so the it, guy that who was had a, that was another part what made it kind of trippy. inside of him no it's he had existed before okay. like the, the things that that turned into stuff that is modern and recognizable like the boom box mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. microscope mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. those dudes are from the past those are from the, the show the microscope i found troubling <laughs> why is that because an enormous microscope <laughs> right but at one point he's like examining optimus prime and he's like i don't think he's gonna live and it's like you're a microscope you're not a <laughs> but i'm not a doctor <laughs> yeah, exactly like the you're really died. not a doctor and like did the microscope shoot lasers at one point like it shouldn't be capable of i think he was the pacifist but I like the yeah, idea yeah. that there's like one nerd kid who's going to come running up to all the boys playing with their, and he's got, oh, I've got the microscope guy. I, I remember that toy, and it was, the box was like, real working microscope magnifies up to like 1.2 times or something like that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Mainly, it's just you putting your face closer to yeah. whatever the thing is. Um, and then, well, but I also was really confused about like, like I said, Optimus Prime, you could tell that he's dead because he turned into gray. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone else just gets put back together. Well, and then no, just, so again. they 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 blow holes. And before it's like there had been no consequences to getting shot other than you like fall down. Mm-hmm. And the now one guy, the Judd Nelson robot, they just put his leg back on and they're like, oh yeah, the Robert. So the the Robert mm-hmm. Stack. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, Robert Stack. Yeah. So yeah. so that was the. So everyone got shot up and died, and everything became mortal, except for one or two moments, which mm-hmm. was broke the logic of the story, whereas Robert Stack, Ultra Magnus, gets blown apart, and then the Junkions just put him back together. Mm-hmm. It's like, didn't we just watch like an hour of like deadly death consequences? Right. And then now they're just piecing dudes back together. Mostly bring dead. them to yeah. Optimus Prime. Yeah. Like That's when the psychologist comes in again. Yeah. yeah. And that and that was the whole Eric Idle business, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. But Starscream's death—that was shocking. Oh my, yeah. When he's got the crown and he shoots him, and he—that's Cobra Commander, right? That's Cobra yeah. Commander. Uh-huh. And he just crumbles to dust. Yeah. It's like, he, oh my gosh, I like one painful. of the top characters. Well, and they show that other guy's head just floating around. Yep. Like, <laughs> like a head floating around. Right. So I so I recommend this movie. We're I mean this is jumping the gun. <laughs> no, you, you can't possibly Just recommend a, this movie. From like a, despite the fact that you know if you're a fan of Transformers or not, just from 
like a cinema experience and then a no. a sh- no, <laughs> and a psychological experience of what an outlier this movie is. Okay, and I understand that and I appreciate that and I totally 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 not telling people that they need to enjoy it. <laughs> because they won't. <laughs> They're not going to enjoy it. Like you guys are just going to re-traumatize yourself. And, like, everyone else is going to be like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Because there's nothing in the movie. And, like, you know, everybody who's defending it is like, it's not supposed to be for you. It's supposed to be for us, the fans who watched. Okay. Oh, boo that. Right. But it is about context. I'll give you that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, don't, they give you none context. Yeah. Because there should at least be a, a little bit of explanation of, like, this is this and that is that. And here's the here's the world we live in. Like that's not that hard to do. I'm pretty sure they do that at the beginning of all the Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> they did you it know? in Dune. It's like yeah. here's three planets. The Emperor's here. Sure, Spice got it. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Here's a map. Look at the <laughs> yeah. map. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying, and that's the thing. It's like I I don't even think that like a, a old school hardcore Transformer fan is the right audience for this movie because it it just runs right over your childhood. Like, this itself is as traumatic, you know, as, as even maybe the Michael Bay is movies are to the purity, quote, purity of the original thing. It's kind of... This is this is kind of like the... Uh, did you ever see the Ewok movie? Any of the Ewok yes. movies? Mm-hmm. I'm very familiar. So, you remember... So, the first Ewok movie, you know, people land on the planet, they... They have trouble with the Ewoks, but they eventually the family gets along with them. Star Cruiser mm-hmm. crash, and then the second one, they murder everyone. Every, yes. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe I don't know what you're talking about. So, are these animated? No, these no. are live action. Yeah. The, so this, in that case, I've never heard of the what second you're Ewok about. movie. They murder straight the up whole murder family. everyone. Who, yeah. Who Except for one Ewok bad guys. Murder? No, uh, like bad guys. a witch and some claymation, some, some bad lizards, some bad guy aliens. Yeah. They murder the whole family that of were the per- no of humans who live with them now. Stop talking over me, and I'll explain. <laughs> no, the humans who were the the humans who were the protagonists of the first movie. What's the, a protagonist? Sorry, no, I'm just talking. <laughs> so they murder the whole family of protagonists except for one kid. Okay. In the second one. That doesn't sound fun either. The second the second movie is kind of like Transformers the movie. Yeah. Okay, but do they sort of, like, say at the beginning of those, like, hey, these are Ewoks. Humans live with them now. No, because everyone saw Return of the Jedi. And Caravan of Courage. Yeah. I I don't think Hasbro really cared. I think mm-hmm. they were just trying no, to... No, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. They did not care. Yeah, yeah. so their, their intention, Hasbro's intention was... Sell toys. We're going to take our core mm-hmm. audience, mm-hmm. we're going to replace the line of toys, and then we're going to... Um, put in a brand new line of toys, and they're going to buy all of those now. Mm-hmm. So that was their intent, right? And what I they didn't totally realize is that. that everyone had emotional stakes to these characters because they didn't see them as toys; they saw them as characters, right. as people, mm-hmm. especially Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this movie is interesting and compelling for just the brutality of taking a line of existing characters. And what this story, and then wiping them out. Well, and I think like if anything, it's a it's an oddity, it's a curiosity. Yes. If you didn't have so Bill and I have like an emotional stake because we were those fans and we did get that trauma. Yeah. And so we're connected to this story emotionally. Yes. But people who don't have that experience can see it as 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 almost like this outlier as this. But here's almost the, like here's the thing, Nathan. Study. But they can't though, because I watched the movie, and and like even you, you the only way that that is true is that you have to have a you or a Bill or a, a Dorian sitting there like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> this is this, and I'm like, okay. But I, this movie is not giving me the context. You are giving me the context, so. Right. Well, that's Just the great to... thing with my recommendation is that only people listening to this podcast will receive it. <laughs> and I will believe you because I, I I would have guessed that there's enough context. No. But, but I mean, it, your experience is real. So I'm, I, I believe you 100%. Chrissy, you know, your yeah. experience is real. <laughs> so I, I, I stand corrected that, you know, that, that, that context isn't there in the way I thought it, it would be. Well, and I think part of it is... Poor because... Roger Ebert. 
<laughs> he hated it, right? I'm he also hated sure. it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Orson um, Welles hated it. Yeah. Well, I, but there were things I liked about it. There but were things I liked about it. he shortly died afterwards. Mm-hmm. Everybody this died, apparently. Yeah, right. And Scatman Brothers, too. Orson Welles oh. turned gray. And <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Scatman oh, Brothers so, died after this, too. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, before it was released, or very shortly after. Yeah. This was his final movie as well. It was a lot of people's final movie. <laughs> was it Robert was Stack's it? final movie? I don't think it's a far reach to say it possibly killed them. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, anyway, um, th- there are there are things that I liked about it and moments that I enjoyed. I think that there were a lot of really funny, funny dialogue. Like the guy who says, I got better things to do tonight than die. <laughs> It's a that's, kid's toy. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Good, for, good for you. With I'm such glad conviction. That you have uh-huh. Plans. Yeah. Uh, and then the part where they're <laughs> sitting, they're at the Eric Idle place, mm-hmm. and they go weep weep ninny bong. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Do you know the whole thing? Ba weep grana weep ninny bong. Yeah. Okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they're all they go from being really mad at them to. Smash cut to a dance party, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And it's I, a dance I, party I think to Weird Al. a Weird yeah. Al song is playing. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, "Okay, I'm here for this. This is what I want the rest of the movie to be." Is is this Eric Idle with laser gun nipples? Yeah, <laughs> were they nipples? They were exactly where nipples are. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I could, like I'm telling you, I couldn't tell what anything was, um, and. The Again, I just wanted to say, like, 90% of the things that appear in this movie have never been in Transformers. It's, yeah. It's yeah. all That's psychedelic the, to us as well. The shark trons and the... Yeah. One, one thing I loved about the Eric Idle scene was, like, they were robots turned into motorcycles. Mm-hmm. But they just bent the rules of Transformers where, like, they were riding each other. And they'd fall off. And the one who fell off turned into a motorcycle. And the yeah. motorcycle turned and just ride him and ride yeah. return. I was like, what? That was great. <laughs> I thought that was very weird, and that they would all be writing inside one of their friends. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. could you just turn into a train so that we can get out of here? I, I found that very weird. Um, but yeah, like, so do they have souls? Is that what? Like, who who makes Transformers? Like, are they born? That's Is that why they had to have a Smurfette in there so they could like <laughs> their I, it, baby it's just Transformers? Like, it's just like the are Smurfs hatched. It's Are just they? like the uh, the Smurfs, where they if they can't answer that because it's too, they can't, they, you know, it's like Smurfs and Transformers and like Pokemon. There's only so much you can ask before it gets to really weird, uncomfortable. Yeah. Conversations and kids can't enjoy them. How are my Pokemon doing right now in my formless void? Right, right, are they yeah. Good? Are, are they, they happy okay? or are they in agony? Yes. <laughs> and the one guy at one point said something about salami and bologna. Oh, the the uh, the T Rex robot. Yeah, cesium salami and barium yeah. bologna. Yeah, I believe that. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I wrote that. I down. always like the dinosaurs. Yeah, the, the Dinobots. See, see, that's what that the the Dinobots. Those are original old yeah. school ones as well. And again, you have the connection of like, oh, it's a dinosaur and a robot. Yes. You, it, it's, it's. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a dinosaur and a robot. Cool, cool. Like, I get it. Right. Yeah. But the ones who turn into, like, just weird stuff. Yeah. No, us Agreed. too. Yep. Okay. Agreed. And then, oh, I also liked, and this was, again, like, most of my happy time was spent with Eric Idle on that trash planet. <laughs> um, because they talk, they they speak TV, <laughs> and as their like battle cry was like eliminates even the toughest stain, <laughs> and that was very clever. Like that was smart and funny. Here's something else I don't understand: Unicron. Mm-hmm. It's just a big old ball. That and eats planets. That eats yep. planets by literally going. Chomp, 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 chomp. Chomp, 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 And I couldn't understand what was happening. Like, when he's eating yeah. a planet, chomp, 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 chomp. I was like, what's happening? Oh, the Unicorn is eating that planet. What is, uni- which part of that is Unicorn? The port that's going chomp, 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 chomp. And I'm like, point to it on the screen. <laughs> like, it's the whole thing. Unicron is a planet. It's a planet. That eats planets. 
that doesn't make sense, Nathan. <laughs> I will I will defend that one point because it it's kind of you know we we enjoy now as adults as sort of like the more nebulous threats and like okay it's like we're we're used to like I'm a robot that turns into a gun. And then somebody holds a gun and shoots at you. I'm like, right. Someone has to pick up the guy who's a gun. Yeah, and or, or, or maybe it's a jet. Or, I, I, right. But it's just like this thing that just comes out of space and eats your planet and is alive. I was like, that's... I can't. I can't. Yeah. And, and I think that was kind of just made it creepier and scarier and more unknown. Well, and when it finally turned into a being, I was like... Could it have just been this the whole time, please? Like, so that we could see it, like, taking with his hand? Because I just couldn't figure out the mechanics of, like, what was the mouth? (laughs) Oh, okay, fair enough. Right? Once it became a thing Mm -hmm. and they hopped inside of it, Mm -hmm. I was like, I understand the context of this. They're Mm -hmm. in his brain, and these are his, like, antibodies or whatever that are these hooks on red string that are going to, like, try and chomp you up. Mm -hmm. I can... I can categorize that into something that makes sense to me. But, like, when it was just a ball eating another ball did not compute. I was like, nope, file, file not found. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I did love the music, and I really liked um, You've Got the Touch. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You got the whole thing, right? They use that in Boogie Nights, too. Yeah. Do they really? Yes, they do. Oh, my God. Uh, and I liked... I, I found the when it was evil Leonard Nimoy, I found that appealing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a great villain. Oh yeah, yeah, he really is. And and it, like his his voice was really nice, and it made me feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, I don't know if I said this part already, and stop me if I did. But like Power Rangers does the same thing; they do it in a much smarter way, right? So Power Rangers every season remarkets those same Power Rangers to you in a different way, mm. but without causing you any like trauma <laughs> so what they do is right. like one one season they're dino rangers and then a new crystal falls to earth and they have to become mega dino rangers and then they hand it off to the uh power rangers samurai but then at the end of season one of that something happens and they have to become super samurai and there's like one extra stripe on the costume Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden they have entirely new weapons and it's like to the store mom Mm -hmm. i I think this is a case book study of how not to do this and Mm -hmm. i think this was a a huge lesson learned by like the toy industry yeah not the writers the writers are like i think they got exactly what they wanted out of it but yeah yeah the the toy yeah Yeah, exactly yeah but yeah, um, yeah, 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 the toy people are like, wait a minute, these the young people have feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, like Hasbro did not compute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, and I can, I like, putting it in that context, I can relate to how, like, how broken Rocket was after the Avengers dusted yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, and I appreciate that you, your generation of men, which I will say because I have yet to have a single woman approach me like, don't be talking shit about my Transformers. <laughs> um, d- like, I'm glad that you have this. I'm sorry they hurt you. Like, <laughs> But, Thank you know, you. I- I'm-, I'm pleased that you're all so on board with it still. I, I put something on Facebook <laughs> that was just like, this is worse than Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And uh, some people had some feedback. But I think both are true. I think, like you say, for people who were in a specific time in a specific mm-hmm. place, it connected. And we, being those people, shouldn't ex- expect other people to have that experience. Right. Yeah. Um, which, which, I guess, to reiterate my recommendation, it's not for people who watched Transformers back then because they've already seen the movie. Right. <laughs> it's really to to take in this weird kind of anomaly Okay, but here, I'll say this. I think Buckaroo Banzai is that. Like, oh, this weird anomaly that is and of, of its time, you know. Or heavy metal. No, the, the fascination mm-hmm. for Transformers is, mm-hmm. is what a massive miscalculation it was okay. by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And, and also, again, like, it, just, just to kind of watch gobsmacked at, again, like, three minutes into the movie, the movie is dark as fuck. Oh, yeah. It really, it is. That's what I'm recommending. Mm-hmm. 
the ball ate the other ball. <laughs> yeah, no, like literally, but, you see ro- robot robots children playing in the streets. And laughing. then running in terror. Yeah, and then running in terror, the whole planet. Other they're trying to escape. The escape shuttles get sucked in. Yeah, they're dead. There is nothing. It's like melancholia for robots. And yeah. then White Lion starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this, is a, this is a movie to watch on a chemical. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I would have And I think it part of the game. cult following is just the insanity of it. Yeah. It's also I get the that. shared That's trauma. Different. Yeah, but it's that too. Like, no shit. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like any of the main characters that they're pushing on me. Okay. You know? No, I don't either. Um, <laughs> but I, all I'm saying is, like, even the bonkersness of it doesn't translate unless someone's standing there telling you who those people are. Like, you, no, this guy's new. I'm like, oh, God, no, I, okay, <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, but I wanted to share with you some of the things that uh, people reached out to me to uh-huh. let me know. Uh, our good friend Mac Duncan says... Uh, I still have a hundred or more from my original collection of Transformers from 1984 to 89. Initially, I was attracted to the novelty of having two toys in one, but the mythology created by Hasbro slash Marvel? Oh, yeah, Marvel Comics uh, told kind of the story as well. Okay. Uh, It was a comic line. Uh, It was a classic good versus evil struggle that could have potentially rivaled Star Wars. Well, that's Mac's opinion. I hear you, Mac, <laughs> and I don't agree. <laughs> and I've then, been to Mac's house. I can back up that he does have hundreds of Transformers. Thanks for yeah. writing in. We're going to judge every guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, if Mac is saying that, then yeah. it like had an impression on him. Oh yeah, that's a person who's into storytelling. Well, you know? and that mythology continued in Japan. I mean, the sh- cartoon continued, and the books continued for years and years. And after here, we kind of like, yeah, headmasters were done. But yeah. Um. Jonathan Elliott, who was our guest on the uh, the Thing episode, mm. uh, says that it, this movie was important because it's the first big implementation of a Saturday morning cartoon to the big screen, and uh, it was like compared to the cartoon on TV, it was like trading in a moped for a GPZ nine hundred R, which I assume is a fancier moped. <laughs> That's another thing we have. <laughs> another thing we haven't touched on is. It, this is this was my first, um, like the the animation style got mm-hmm. a massive upgrade. Yeah. Mm. This is like my first experience with anime because it okay. effectively mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. done in a very you know they kept the character designs, but it was done in terms of just the animation style of just this high detail, high kinetic, cinematic. Yeah, and, and like you actually get these lighting effects and nothing like the cartoon, which was just churned out. Mm-hmm. You know, this was like a six million dollar feature, you know, and then all the other uh, series probably combined didn't even equal <laughs> six million. You know, um, I just have one more I want to share with you uh, from friend of the show Logan Blackwell. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the story. Uh, he was. So traumatized. So he's eight years old at this point. Do you want to just tell it? No, no. Or do you want me to tell it in Logan's words? (laughs) Uh, Logan says, at the time, because of the death toll, I hated this movie. I even wrote an angry letter to Hasbro that started off, you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Did he write it by hand, Nathan? Or did he type it out like a typewriter? I don't know. Um, (laughs) You can take the movie as cynical movie making, which it really is, wiping out your beloved toys so that you can buy a ton of new crap, none of uh, whom I recall being good enough to make it into the live-action films, or more charitably, a longtime fan can enjoy it as the dramatic, bloody finale of one era of Transformers, uh, boosted by drastically improved animation from the TV show, the new era being incidental a la Fortinbras in Hamlet. <laughs> Did I seriously just reference Hamlet? You did, Logan. You did. Uh, And then he has a couple of notes. One, the commercial for this movie, going off a 33-year-long memory, was centered around whether Optimus Prime gets killed, which means nothing to a first-time viewer. But that's not the trailer I saw, right? Uh, And the movie was always just just aimed at fans, so it's like they don't care whether I understand it, right? Ultra Magnus dying and then coming back in a movie where dead means dead doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense. Mm -hmm. And so... Thanks, Logan. Thanks for weighing in. It, it, <laughs> Tell your brother not to recommend this movie. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, a couple other people sort of got a little bit more mad at me. It was an, Ooh. It was an inverse proponent. Like How many of them are mad? At me? 100%. 100%. So what is the what would you say would be the female equivalent to this? Um, my, I my little honestly pony? was trying to think of that. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure it would have been terribly traumatizing if they all of a sudden like just killed well, off. Yeah, like like in know, my mind, dash. yeah, um, cuz there there's not it, they don't don't typically have like violence in like the war sense but like imagine like if there was some horrible storm and then 80 percent of them all died in the storm like drowned yeah no i'm glad i didn't have to experience (laughs) the care bears were wished out of existence yeah Yeah. and and then the existing milo ponies are like walking through a brand new forest yeah and then they meet all these new people and we're really following these new people that's our experience. I, I, and I totally, and I get it. But that's it. why I'm recommending it as such a weird fucking thing. <laughs> okay. But like, I, I will counter your recommendation and just say, no, just talk to someone who liked it. Like, you don't need to put your eyes on it. Um, like, you don't need to experience the 90-minute headache. Um, uh, uh, but I was trying to think of that, and I was trying to think of something that, that would be at that level of, like, just disturbingness they didn't have to do that to girls. Like Barbie would come out with a new Barbie thing every minute of every day, right? Mm-hmm. They would just like churn out like oh, you know all sorts of toy lines added new stuff and new yeah, branches would, and stuff. They yeah. would just kind of put they, they'd have their core characters and they'd introduce new ones and then they'd have that they kind of figure out like oh okay these characters are kind of third tier they can kind of disappear and we don't really see them yeah, anymore yeah we'll just never check back in on yeah like oh we saved the flamethrower guy thanks flamethrower guy well you're now part of the G.I. Joes and we'll never see you again yeah. yeah but like Secret of the Sword I think did it very effectively the He-Man movie okay where the first three minutes it's just like we're going to a new place we're going to meet some new people we're going to empathize. We're going to be with them and experience mm-hmm. them and see Empath- how they're neat, and then bring them back home and have them meet the people we're familiar with, and then let them yeah. do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, like Pokemon, what it does is he's visiting a brand new country, a brand new right. region every time. Easy. And that's already see they they They've do it. The, they just end. do it smarter with Pokemon and, and Power Rangers. They're yeah. like this is already built into the show. But I think like uh, mm-hmm. My Little Pony, since that's the example you used. Mm-hmm. They'll introduce you 40 new characters, right. and you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I will buy all of those. You don't need to kill the ponies yeah. I already Which like. Which we would have for Transformers if they made more trucks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, apparently the ultimate form of of robot is a truck. Yeah. Because all the, the, the Autobot leaders are a truck. Like a, a yeah. truck with some sort of trailer. That's that the makes pinnacle. sense to me. Yeah. The pinnacle. <laughs> but that makes sense to me. Like, it, it, the other things, like, you turning into a gun doesn't make sense to Not me. practical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Pick me up. Pick me up. <laughs> Pick me up and shoot me at somebody. <laughs> no, not that um, guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was my friend. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop everything. Uh, okay, so, uh, this movie was not a success. Or like barely made its money back. Yeah. Um, and it, it turned a whole generation of dudes <laughs> into um, slightly grumpier dudes. Uh, it was 99th in the top 100. Like it barely squeaked into the top 100. It killed several actors. <laughs> it killed yeah. several actors. Oh, yeah. j- speaking of which, uh, the My Little Pony movie came in at 97. So Ooh. it was two, two above. And I'm pretty sure no one died uh, in that movie. And, of course, uh, as we've told you a million times before, the top movie of 1986 was... Top Gun? Top Gun. Yeah. That's right. Crocodile Dundee uh, and Platoon. Platoon. Um, Platoon. Did I say it weird? <laughs> I said it weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm, there are just so many questions. But, okay, so we know that you recommend this movie. Right. It's not as high as maybe you think. <laughs> so, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 to 10 floating decapitated unicron right. heads, uh, how many... <laughs> so, I'm, I'm going to give it a 6, but I'm removing some of my emotional connection with it. This is okay. Just, this is just as a recommend... Again, a, the, the ideal person I'm recommending this to okay. is someone 
uh, to look at this film almost as f- film studies, you know, or like I'm going to drink drink some beers and eat some tacos and watch a crazy movie like Miami Connection or Transformers yeah. the movie. Yeah. It, it is its own unique cinematic experience, okay. and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's enjoyable in the traditional sense. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. But you're landing on six. Yes. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Continue the podcast. All right. I don't know. I don't know if I can, but I'll try. Uh, Bill. Yes. How many decapitated unicron heads, and do you recommend people watch this movie? Uh, well, first, uh, ten out of unicron heads for the soundtrack. I did enjoy the soundtrack. Because it's ridiculous. There's Weird Al on it. What? And, and a band called Kick Your Axe that they had to change their name to Spectre General because it was in a kid's movie. <laughs> uh, and then they saw the movie and they were like, uh, I think our name was the least offensive yeah, yeah. in this movie. Um, but no, I, I would hover in around six for similar reasons. And yes, on the emotional side, conditionally, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if you don't have that emotional connection... For slightly different reasons, because you said beer and taco, this is a Mountain Dew movie. This is Mountain Dew <laughs> the movie, right? It's just Mountain Dew the movie. It's I just love that. A million robots, but I mean, and it's not chaos like the Michael Bay ones. But it's just like let's just go crazy. Let's just take a cartoon and go nuts and just see that, like a, what a kid's cartoon can be at its absolute limit. Yeah, this is kind of almost along the lines when I'm thinking of like some of these darker like. Ralph Bakshi, yeah, like, wizards and like, oh, sh- this is a cartoon for adults. Like, this is not for kids, mm-hmm. and they marketed the kids. This is fascinating. Yeah, this is something that would show on the back wall of Film Bar. Yeah, this yes. is something that, okay, that, yeah. that, <laughs> that context I can understand. This is a cult movie yeah. marketed to children, which is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, okay. I hear what you're saying, and I appreciate you sharing your opinions. Uh, so, so Bill, the reason that uh, we chose this movie is because you have actually done like a presentation, which we can link to in the blog post. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? That's, oh, I don't recommend yeah. this movie, and I refuse to give it a numerical value. <laughs> uh, That's okay. Sure, really quickly, Jose and I were doing a show in New York uh, many years ago. And my character went off on a rant about, like, socialism and, and, like, adult cynicism versus childlike, you know, cooperation Mm -hmm. and gender roles and hero worship in Transformers. And afterwards, he's like, you should do that as an Ignite. Yeah. So I submitted it, and and I did, and it was a lot of fun. Um, And I talked about, you know, some of the same stuff here about how the... The good guys, they use their grief to come together, and the bad guys use their grief to pull apart, and that's what ultimately because they were more powerful but they lost because yeah. they couldn't work together and they couldn't stop throwing each other out of right. another guy and that's really something i pulled out of that like honestly stop fighting on yeah. this train yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and that like dealing with grief and and, mm-hmm. and swearing and rock and roll and things that it just really affected my growth in those ways and mm-hmm. just wanted to share that yeah and it's good. I mean, your presentation is good. I was excited to watch this movie based on your presentation. <laughs> and now here we are. Uh, <laughs> um, so what is your deep cut recommendation? Whoever wants to start. Shoot. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to... It's it's not that deep, but I'm going to recommend um, the new Bumblebee movie. Um, okay. It, it is... It, it feels like... So if you've disliked the Michael Bay stuff, um, this feels like it's one step out of that world. That it, it's kind of returning Transformers to where they're characters. Mm-hmm. And there is a couple of points to where they're... Because, again, it's kind of set in the 80s and 90s, right? Um, it's kind of... That's an excuse to use some of the old designs, and it feels like if if you if some you wanted the, the to old, so like the transformers look more like the old transformers. Yeah, looked. oh, I because like that. it's kind of set in the eighties and nineties. Okay. I forget exactly when. Mm-hmm. But if you ever wanted, if you were a kid and you wanted to see what a movie adaptation 
of that of that show was like mm-hmm. Bumblebee in my mind is the first real example of what is a translation from that to that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was uh-huh. fine. It was fun. It wasn't fantastic, but it it was it was if you wanted to see what that step was like in some ways it felt like John Cena is in that movie is that right yes okay (laughs) Uh, Bill what is your deep cut recommendation based off this discussion I would recommend uh, American Pop which is a lesser known Bakshi film Um, because I think it kind of does the same thing it's also an animated film everybody knows Wizards and Heavy Metal American Pop's kind of the history of music through one family generation Mm. to generation to generation but being Bakshi it's got that same sort of like and then World War II happened and everything's gone you know and these kind of like revitalizations of generation after generation inside in the same way as Transformers that sort of abrupt you get invested and then it's ripped away from you Mm -hmm. so yeah go American Pop cool yeah so like the the Bakshi Animations were animations, but for adults. Okay. Like almost art rated R. Mm-hmm. So there was an edge when you, as a kid, discovered these things because your your parents thought that they were for kids. It's a cartoon. You go ahead. <laughs> and, yeah. and he even did an adaptation of Lord of the Rings. You know, mm-hmm. <gasps> I've seen that. Yes. Right. So that's it. Okay. And it's it, there's a part of it that's a little disturbing. And he also uh-huh. he also a uses lot of like it this is pretty disturbing. <laughs> right. And so that's kind of that realm right there. But. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to recommend, uh, based on, like... Uh, Tylenol. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I recommend... And tequila. Taking a nap. Uh, so we w- watched it with the kids, and uh, I think Zoe felt similarly to me and was just like, so do any of these uh, robot people turn into a toilet? Like, is one of them, <laughs> is one of them a dust buster? Right. Like, stuff like that. Uh, but she wanted to know what the big deal was about Orson Welles, and so we actually stopped the movie and explained Orson Welles uh, and explained, like, Citizen Kane. So I'm going to recommend Citizen Kane. <laughs> So that you can be like, oh, now I get why anyone cared at all that it was the voice of Orson Welles. But, like, also, why alter the voice? Why alter it? Like, let it be the voice of Orson Welles. Anyway, yeah. uh, so I think I think that's my recommendation. I want that DVD two-pack. That's, that's pretty deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just reading, like, the iTunes summary, it's like, the year is 2005. Robots have conquered the whatever. And then Unicron, parentheses, Orson, Orson Welles, comma, Citizen King. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the kid is going, yes! Finally, the man from the wine commercial <laughs> is here to tell me about my robot friends. Um, yeah, in the year is 2005. I, when I read that, I was like, that's insane. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, they nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Uh, there were, we are all robots, aren't we? My, also, my very the, here's the top page of my notes. It says Transformers the movie 1986. What am I looking at? Chomp, chomp. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, those are my notes. Um, on, on, on my notes, I have dark as fuck three times. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it really, really is. Um, okay, so uh, Bill, tell us a little bit about uh, the torch. Sure. Uh, Torch, we've been around for a few years. Improv Theater over in Central Phoenix. <laughs> a lot of years. Many, many, many. Yeah, I suppose so now. Since 2005. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yes, we, yeah, took we over. Laser Beaks founded our theater. <laughs> um, but, no, we've been doing long form uh, over there for a few years. Uh, we really enjoy it. Just, like, having people come by and do classes and shows with us and play. Yeah. We do the Phoenix Improv Festival in April, so mm-hmm. it's a good time. Yeah, so if you are somebody who's... Uh, you know, in the greater Phoenix area, we always only exclusively talk to you at the end of the podcast. Uh, definitely check out the Phoenix Improv Festival. Like you, you couldn't possibly have a, a better time during that weekend of April. Mm-hmm. So come join it, and we'll I'll put links um, to all of the different websites where people can find you. Do you want to just tell them real quick what the websites are? It's like torch.com, right? Uh, it's the torch theater.com. Theater.com. Yep. 
TheTorchTheater.com and what's the torch the, torch.com is for flashlights. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the uh, Phoenix Improv Festival website? PhoenixImprovFestival.com. See, I should have guessed that one, yeah, not yeah. the other one. Uh, and Nathan, where can everybody find all of your things? Uh, SquishyStudios.com on the Facebooks and Twitters, which I don't use. Okay, very good, very good. <laughs> um, I still check it compulsively, of course. You just don't ever put anything out there? It seems, I mean, I'm just going through a cycle. Okay, that's fine. Um, and you can find me at nctphoenix.com, both the place and the website. Mm-hmm. nctphoenix.com is not the name of the place. But you can figure that out, I hope. Uh, and we're mentioning it again. You can see Nathan and Chrissy and the Most Excellent Ladies Movie Podcast at the Big Pine Comedy Festival uh, coming up at the weekend of September 18th. We figured out the day, but I don't remember. <laughs> the Sunday that comes after the 18th of September uh, at Big Pines, Big Pines Comedy Festival in Flagstaff, Arizona. Anything else that we need Yeah, to and mention? we will be talking about Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yep. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Uh, like, rate, review, thumbs up, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell your pets. Uh, we really appreciate it when you uh, tell people about the podcast. Um, and... Hey, remember to be excellent to each other and... Till all are one. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Beep up, dip a lip up. Wait, what do you want me to say? No, it's fine. (laughs) Keep that in. Okay.